and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theories surrounding it. I won't give you any answers because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. This is a creature feature episode. It's a cryptid episode this week and it's looking at another man-eating plant. We're looking at the tepe tree. We depend on plant life to survive on this planet. They take in carbon dioxide and use it to create food for themselves, leaving us with oxygen. Wild places like forests are full of trees that help create an ecosystem that allows oxygen-breathing creatures to thrive. But what if some trees didn't create food from carbon dioxide? I've looked at them before, appearing in Creature Features 22 and 27. This tree is no different. The tepe is just known as a tree that eats people. It's similar to the trees that I've already covered. Very similar to the Filipino death tree. They eat people. I have a vague recollection of talking about Edmund Spencer's story of the Madagascar man-eating tree, but I can't find it for some reason. He visited Madagascar in 1874 and talked of a tree that killed some of the people that he was with. He had his story published in New York World. Dr. Carl Schuker, a British cryptozoologist, said that the most incredible case of a man-eating plant came from the early 1870s in a letter by Dr. Romelius Friedlovsky. This letter contained the story of one Western explorer who had encountered the tree. The story came from a man named Carl Leach, who had visited a tribe in Madagascar called the Makoto. Leach and a man named Hendrik were shown a grotesque tree by the tribe, which they called the Tepe. Humans would be sacrificed to this tree by the tribe. Leach said that the tree's trunk was similar in shape to a pineapple without its leaves and stood around eight foot tall. The bark was a dark and dingy brown colour and was said to be as hard as iron. At the top of the trunk, eight leaves grew and drooped to the ground. They were around 12 foot long and tapered to a sharp point. Leech likened the leaves to cow horns and said that they were concave and sported thorny hooks. From the same place as the leaves sprouted, there was a round white growth. Leach said it wasn't a flower, but it produced a clear treacle-like liquid that apparently tasted of honey and was capable of intoxicating people or putting them to sleep. The growth had two sections, and from the undersection, a group of hairy green tendrils grew, stretching out around eight foot in all directions. Just above them, six white tentacles grew writhing in the air around six foot above the top of the white protrusion. The tribe had all come with Leech and Hendrik to perform their sacrificial ritual. They prayed to the tree 
and surrounded one of the women. Using the spears that they carried, they forced her up the tree until she was at the white plates. The tentacles surrounded her and continued to wave around in the air. The other tribe members told her that she had to take a drink and she bent down to take a drink of the clear liquid being secreted by the plant. She became hysterical afterwards and Leech and Hendrik thought she might jump down from the tree. She didn't jump though and the tree suddenly came to life. The tentacles stopped for a moment before wrapping themselves around the woman's arms and neck. She screamed for a moment before bursting into laughter and the green tendrils also began to move, wrapping themselves around her one by one, around her body and constricting her. The long drooping leaves involved themselves then, wrapping themselves around her and pressing inwards. Leech said that it was like a hydraulic press and thumb screw and the base of the leaves was just pressing more tightly towards each other. While that was happening, the liquid that the tree kept creating was oozing from beneath the bundle of leaves and tentacles, mixed with the blood of its victim. The members of the tribe got excited by this, shouting and rushing towards the liquid so that they could drink it. Once they had all partaken in the liquid, Leech said that there was an awful orgy that he wished to never see again. Leech's account says that the leaves remained upright for 10 days after the sacrifice. On the 11th day, the tree had returned to its original position, with nothing but a skull left to remind anyone that the sacrifice had taken place. He said that Madagascar had always been known as the land of the man-eating tree and eventually wrote a book about his experiences there. The book doesn't mention the tree much though. Years later, in the early 20th century, Chase Salmon Osborne traveled to Madagascar. He went in search of the tree, but was unsuccessful in locating one. According to Osborne, the tree was well known across the island, with even some of the missionaries on the island speaking of it. I've given you the description of the tree already because I needed to to explain what happened to the woman so there isn't a description section in this episode. Let's just move on to the theories. Tepe is another man-eating plant from the time of the Western exploration. There are plenty of them, including the original tree that this episode was supposed to be about, the Artevio. But they're also difficult to research properly because they all seem to give me the same websites, so I probably won't look at them again. Anyway, on to the single theory in the episode. It's not really a theory though, because the tree was a hoax. In 1888, the story itself had actually been exposed. Frederick Maxwell Somers had launched a new magazine called Current Literature, choosing to run the story in its second issue. This version actually provided some much-needed information about the origin of the tree. Remember Edmund Spencer from the beginning of the episode? He wrote the story. 
It turns out that he had written multiple stories that were remarkable for their appearance of being true. Spencer was a really good horror writer and he wrote stories that sounded like they could be true. This particular story seemed to be so believable that explorers made their way to Madagascar for a time in search of the tree. It had been copied far and wide and Spencer even said that the way that it was published as a conversation between himself and the fictitious Dr. Friedlovsky was necessary to give people that sense of horror that he hoped to give them. He said that the story was written to show what could be done in an otherwise innocuous object like a plant. Although Karl Leach, Dr. Friedlovsky and the Makodo tribe were fictitious, Spencer did claim his story came from somewhere else. The credit goes to Grafe and Walther's magazine, published at Karlsruhe. It was actually a scientific journal called the Surgical and Ophthalmic Journal and was published in Berlin. The publication had ended in 1850 though, so it couldn't really have been the source. The idea of the man-eating tree wasn't ended with Spencer though. Others sprung up all over the place later, continuing the idea that carnivorous plants could get large enough to eat people. If they do exist, they definitely don't look like a giant pineapple. The story, descriptions and theory from this episode came from a Patriot Press article called Mysteries, Oddities and Everything Strange, Yarte Vio and a National Paranormal Society article called Yarte Vio, The Man-Eating Tree. I was originally going to write the episode about that, but the Tepe had such an odd story I thought I'd skip the Yarte Vio, although it is talked about in the articles. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and still plan to post short pieces of episodes on TikTok as well as putting the episodes on YouTube, but that does involve me having time to plan that properly. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post in this season. There is a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and as before you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough of them I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Um, Also please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. The next episode will be out on Wednesday, and next week's Creature Feature will be out on Saturday, December 17th. So hold on until then. (laughs) 